0: Praise the Lord. Uh, We have something special. You might have noticed the chairs up here today. Um, It's a special Sunday today. This week is is the Jewish Feast of uh, Tabernacles. Uh, And in the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles, it's one of the the times and seasons that God himself set aside uh, and said, these are my days. This is a lasting ordinance. Gather before me. And so... Every year at this very week uh, Jewish people from all across the world they will gather uh, in the name of the Lord and they all gather in booths or tents and they live in these tents for 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 7 days and uh, this is the tradition that has been going on since God said it has not stopped so i just want to read and explain maybe how how i feel why i feel this particular uh, uh, celebration is important uh, not just for jewish people but for all the people of god amen leviticus chapter 23 And verse number 41 to 43. Leviticus 23, 41 to 43. Celebrate this as a festival to the Lord for seven days each year. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. Celebrate it in the the seventh month. Live in temporary shelters for seven days. All native-born Israelites are to live in such shelters so your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in temporary shelters when I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Praise the Lord. So the idea what God is telling them is this week is a commemoration of the journeys that your forefathers made when they came out of Egypt. I had them live in tents your job is to live intense yourselves wherever you are and celebrate the Lord your God. And I think what God wants us always to remember is that every journey that we have in God, there's many testimonies here of how you came to faith or how the Lord found you or how you found the Lord. But it's important for each and every one of us to realize and remember that that journey of faith is not your journey. It did not start with you. It is a legacy that has started somewhere else. And we are just kind of receiving a baton and passing a a baton. Even if you had a tremendous experience with God, it is still the result of what God, yeah? Ananias uh, went and met the Apostle Paul after his Damascus experience. And if you remember the story in Acts, the the Damascus experience was powerful for, for, for Paul. I mean, he saw a light, right? His eyes were blinded for three days. He heard the voice of the Holy One. He actually conversed with the Holy One. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, But then afterwards, in Acts 29, verse uh, 9, I believe, or 14, uh, Paul is recounting his experience on the Damascus Road. And he said these words. He said, Ananias came to me, and he laid hands on me, and he said to me, The God of our fathers has chosen you to see the righteous one, to know his will, and to hear words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all men of all that you have seen and heard. You see, he said, not your God has chosen you, the God of our fathers. Meaning that what you're experiencing now, it started long time ago. And you are just uh, uh, the next step in the unfolding chapter of God's endless journey through mankind and through the universe. You are a small little piece in the puzzle. You are not it. And I would imagine that that could be humbling for some of us because maybe some of us had a Paul-like experience. Maybe some of us, we saw the vision of God. Maybe each one of us has a different story if I pass the mic around. But what I think this week is for us, it's a, a, a week to remember that God has been working and we are just receiving something and passing something on. Yeah? Jesus preached. He did miracles. He walked on water. He multiplied bread and fish, but he also taught. And the one thing that Jesus taught repeatedly, or we could almost say exclusively, is about the kingdom of God. All right. That's what he taught all the time. And uh, the way he would teach the kingdom of God is the same way. He said the kingdom of God is like a seed. A farmer went to sow, Uh, uh, a farmer sowed seed in in the field, Uh, the smallest mustard seed. I mean, repeatedly yeast, all kinds of examples that he uses, but the idea is the same. The kingdom of God is a seed. Now, that means in order to understand Jesus, his teaching and the kingdom of God, we need to understand this idea of seed. Right? And I teach you about a seed a little bit. Seed is very small. But the potential in a seed is massive. There is a forest in the seed. Come on, somebody. So don't be deceived by the size. Value the size. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise small seeds. Don't despise the small word that comes from the preacher this morning. Because there's a lot of potential in that seed. All right? In fact, the seed is the whole. Mechanism of how everything that God does works. Right? So, so the seed has a lot of potential. Alright? There's a forest in the seed. But um, the seed does not get its potential from itself. The seed will always produce exactly according to where it came from. Right? So if you have an orange seed, it will produce orange trees... Because the orange seed came from orange trees. It will produce no greater, no less than what it came from. Now we are from God. That's our story. And so we have the ability to produce according to where we came from. Which was read already this morning. It's exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we dare ask or imagine. Amen? It's big, but the reason it's big is because of where it comes from. So our great value is in what we're carrying. And that story of God, God designed it in such a way that it passes through generations. You may not realize it, but somebody was praying for you. That's why you're here today. As someone maybe was just praying in the spirit and didn't know who you were. And the Lord translated that story into your your. Wherever you found the Lord, right? We don't stand by ourselves. And so uh, uh, to understand the power of what you're carrying, uh, you need to understand the power of where you came from. And that's what God was trying to do with the Feast of Tabernacles in my understanding. Yeah? Uh, Honor your father and mother. Notice that he did not say, honor your father and mother if they treat you the way you deserve to be treated. He didn't make that provision. I know it would be nice if he made that provision, right? But he did not say, it's just, it's just, period, honor. Why? Because even though there may be mess in your family, in your history, God's purpose is bigger than their mess. Cover the mess. Honor, love. Because the truth is, you're pretty messy yourself. Don't be deceived by this suit and tie. There's mess right here. Bishop of mess. But God's purpose is bigger than mess. And thank God for his mercy and his grace. Right? Um, so, so the purpose of God, as we, as we honor one another, it passes through. So our greatest blessing uh, in this earth is not what we achieve in this little seed of life span that we have 80 to 100, 120 for Abba years, right? The value is what we receive and what we pass on. True wealth is not measured by what we achieve in this lifetime. True wealth is measured by what we receive and you're passed on. You could build the biggest kingdom, infrastructure, empire, accomplish everything, have your name on CNN news every evening. But if you don't have something to receive and pass on, you are poor. You could be of very humble means, not have much, but by means of the fact that you've received something and passed it on, you are rich. Hallelujah. We we have a legacy of faith. Praise the Lord. And so today is a day where we're going to take some time just to celebrate some of our story. Now, I know there's every tradition of church here, every race, color, church history, tradition. And I, I, I think it's important that we just pause and say every legacy and tradition of faith from every people and every race that has received a little bit of Jesus and passed it on, we honor all of you. Amen. Uh, and, and it's important that we say that because there's, there's many traditions here, right? And we thank God that you know, we don't stand alone. But in our context also, we have a unique uh, opportunity here to honor our personal history here in this country of what the Lord has done in this nation as well. And we have to honor that as well. And I'm not talking hold on, hold, on, hold on. I'm not talking to the Ethiopians at Beza Church. I'm talking to everybody attending Beza Church because we happen to be standing on this soil right here, right now. Yeah? So this service is for everybody. But uh, let me put it to you this way. I, I you know I, I take class in the UK and there's a, another brother who's who's attending class with me and, and we're doing our, our program. He's studying the South American revival in Chile. In South America and uh, that's his topic of, of research and uh, um, what he told me you know I told him when he told me his story I said man that sounds really familiar because in Ethiopia You know, in the early 60s, we also had a move of the Spirit of God that came and swept up. And and that's largely, you know, a lot of the evangelical or pente church in in, in Ethiopia came out of that that movement. There were other movements, of course, throughout, you know, the history of Ethiopia, gospel movements. But the Holy Spirit fell in a very special way in the early 60s. And he said, really? I said, yes. It almost sounds like we're, you know, very similar, like cousins that we never knew each other. And... uh, he said, he asked me, Do you, are any of those people eh, who were original eyewitnesses of that movement, are they still alive? I said, still alive? They're all over. I mean, in fact, my father is one of the original batch. Come on, somebody. First tongue talkers, right? And he said, are you serious? He says, because none of the original witnesses are alive in Chile. So I have to rely on children and children's children testimonies to compile my research. And I said, "Wow." So I said, "Are you telling me we're sitting on a gold mine and we didn't know it?" And he said, "Yes." So, what I did my calculations, I found that not only is this Tabernacles week, but this year of 60 or, or 2023 is the 60th year of Holy Spirit revival in this nation. Amen. So, so uh, we are very blessed in this church because we have uh, some, some of these eyewitnesses. Now was the uh, revival pretty over the last 60 years? It was a mix of amazing glory and amazing drama. Sometimes at the same time. So today we're choosing to bury the drama and just testify to the glory. <laughs> because uh, we're all a mix of a little bit of both if we were honest. If we were honest. Mm. If we were honest. So what we're going to, to do today, uh, we have of course Imman Abba who are some of the originals, and also Gash and Tia Sophie also uh, are also here. Um, In the earlier service, we had Gash Makriya and uh, Tia Zoditu also with us, and they got tired. Uh, But God really moved in the earlier stories, just reciting what God has done. And, you know, we had youth camp recently, uh, and, you know, the Lord really moved in in youth camp. A lot of people were touched, and I think it's important even uh, for the young people to be here today. Uh, all of us of course but young people to understand that we are standing on somebody else's shoulders that's why we're standing so tall. Nobody is that tall by themselves. So I'm gonna uh, ask Abba and Emma, T Sophie if you could please come forward at this time and if we could make them feel welcome uh, today. We are really blessed. You know, I realize that there's not too many churches that have this privilege. You know, this is a privilege. I said this is a privilege. Privilege, privilege. It's, uh, so it's a, a great honor. So what we're going to do, we're going to... Uh, uh, so uh, the way it works... Uh, Now, this is not everybody, okay? There are others. There's actually many who are no longer with us, who are watching now from above. But um, I just realized while we have them, and if you remember, Abba had a tremendous health challenge this year. uh, Very, you know, challenging time for all of us. But uh, now that he's getting back his health, I thought it's just perfect time while we have him. While we have them to squeeze uh, the juice and uh, may this may this testimony of Jesus continue uh, into future generations as well amen um, so uh, Ima and Abba, of course uh, uh, abba found the lord in in harar and that's where uh, a small pocket of revival sprung up through his uh, encounter with the lord uh, imma found the lord here in Addis at at the uh, there was a, a women's hostel here where a bunch of women lived together, including Tia Sophie. They were together at the time at, at, uh, of the revival. They're both named Sophie, by the way. The way we distinguish them is one is taller and one is shorter. That's how we're able to... Uh, but they found the Lord. Gashialo was in Nazareth, Adama. And uh, there was also a, a revival about the same time. It's funny. All of these pockets, at the same time, the Holy Spirit just... Uh, just uh, Visited and these were, mind you, these were largely just Orthodox believers, uh, Ethiopian Orthodox believers, whom God touched. Uh, for the most part, the 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 uh, m- mission intervention or foreign intervention was very minimal, which uh, tells me that uh, maybe it's good to consider what God might be doing in Orthodox church as well, right? Because the Holy Spirit only falls on Jesus. Just think about that. So, hi. Um, Did we clap for them? Can we clap for them? So, um, what we're going to do is we're going to frame our questions with the time that we have around three general themes. Number one, how did you find the Lord? Or how did the Lord find you? Uh, number two, what did you do with that? You know, what was your response? How was the re- revival carried out after that encounter? And three, which we didn't get to into the earlier in the earlier service. Actually, the earlier service said we have to continue this next week. So this is part one of a two-part because it was uh, we didn't get a chance to finish uh, last week, and I think you will understand why. So the third question is: uh, It's been a long journey with the Lord. I'm sure there's some lessons we learned. Uh, what can this generation learn maybe from your mistakes as well? I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, Yeah. because, um, you know, we all have these things. Well, God is merciful and he's helped us, but there could have been things maybe if we did this instead of doing this, you know, you see over, you learn over time. So praise the Lord. We are going to start now. Uh, Abba, why don't you just start and tell how you found the Lord? Um, and what you did with that. Maybe we start with that because you didn't get to speak in the earlier uh, service.
1: Uh, You can tell this is a very unique church service. I have traveled around the world. I've never seen a church stopping from totally... Anyway, 17. Yeah, you're right. She'll never give me a chance. Uh, She still thinks I am 17. Anyway... Uh, the whole thing starts, you have to realize that this thing called Ethiopia uh, does not really belong to us as a nation, especially or exclusively. It starts in Genesis and all the way down. And uh, you know, the books that were written and all that, they have something to, to contribute to what God had planned to do throughout the generation. Uh, So uh, especially that to us in Ethiopia was retained or maintained over the years through the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, where we have come all from. So that is a very strong anchor you should not forget. No Ethiopian can really trace uh, his story or her story, apart from what God had done, down through the years, through this Great church called the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. Amen? Whether you like it or not, that's part of your history. Uh, so I grew up in that culture. Uh, actually, I am from a priestly family. And so in the earlier days, the traditional ways of, uh, you, you, you do your studies or reading and writing through the book of Psalms. That's how the church taught us. Uh, studying or reading the book of Psalms in Giz was a way to, uh, you have what we call modern education. But in our days, there was a church education where the priests would take hold of you and give you instructions. And when you finish uh, reading or studying the uh, book of Psalms, some had the courage to memorize the whole book. In any case, it is in that tradition I grew up in the, in the western part of this country. I went to Harar to further my education, and I was uh, on. When I was eleventh grade, I was struck with leukemia, and uh, the doctors, a Czechoslovakian doctor, I remember, told me I had only three months to live. So February, March, April. I was in the hospital, and on April, the end of April, I was discharged as a hopeless case to be cured. So, uh, back to the dormitory, uh, waiting uh, until school is closed, so that I have some friends to take me back home. It was, uh, yeah, of course, to die. what else? Uh, this was a very precarious situation. I mean, you know, I was, what, around, 16 uh, or so, and to face a date at that time, it's a long story. The dormitory where we lived, it's a boarding school, we're being trained to be teachers, and the library uh, was very close. How I got the energy, I don't know, but one day I found myself in the library, in the school library, and uh, among all the books, I found one book. I saw one book. It's an old archaic translation of the Bible in Amharic. And you know, if some of you the Ethiopians know that black book with a red color around it. You see, that is the one I got. I checked it out. I took it. And, I, you know, it is very scary because I've never seen. And I didn't even know. You know, that was a Bible because uh, it was very archaic, the translation, El Anyway, I opened it, and the first thing that opened before my eyes was John chapter 10, verse 10. And it says, the thief has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life, and that you have it more abundantly. So my, what caught my attention was the word life. Uh, you don't know how God touched you, communicates to you. Because at that very hour, I was told by the doctors I have to die. So waiting for my days to go, but God comes in and said, I have life. So I don't know who, was speaking to me, but I got hold of that truth. And slowly, in two weeks, amazingly something went into my body. I felt strong. In one month's time, I was able to stand and walk. Nobody prayed for me and you no know, laid hands on me because there was no familiar story or no people, that kind of a conviction. I may be, but I did not know them, so that's how my pilgrimage started, and uh, that was when I was 19, 16. That was 1962, 63,
2: in the European
1: calendar, and my life. I uh, started a journey. Uh, Jesus became real. I could go. I could. I could go on and uh, telling stories and. I, I, I just got so crazy. All I want to do is just read what I, and then obey. When I read, and the word says something, then I have to do it. Uh, it's foolish, I, I would fight with my area uh, bishop, because uh, you know, in the Orthodox Church, you have bishops in different areas. I remember out of the many stories, I found in my reading, those who believed were baptized. So I went to Abun Abraham, the area I placed, and I said, I want to be baptized. He said, you were baptized when you were 40 days old. And I said to the bishop, but I did not know anything at that time. Now I know. Can you please baptize? I said, no. You've been baptized once, it's over. I was very disappointed. So I walked back to my dormitory, three kilometers, and when I got there, in my, I opened the Bible, and in my, what would open before my eyes, the story of the Ethiopian eunuch. Acts chapter eight, you know how, you know, he met Philip, you know the story. Why are you acting like you have not read the book? (laughs) Um, So I said, I opened that Bible, that page, so that I don't lose it. Trust my, you know, nail on that and ran back to the bishop, three kilometers. And I said, Bishop, look, here is an Ethiopian like me who was baptized when he believed. And he said, no, he said, you are, something has happened to you. You're going against the tradition of the church. I didn't care, I was about to die anyway. So <laughs> I went back, he knows Harar, She is also from Harar, from our dormitory, maybe a few, maybe 20 minutes walk away, there are farmers, uh, where they collect some water for their cattle. Harar is very dry, so we collect water for the cattle. And so I went to that area, and I found some water collected for the cattle. It was knee high. (laughs) Really, it was not water, it was just mud. So I dumped myself in the mud and I baptized myself in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you, I got out of that and I went, I found myself in the soccer field. And I just feel like praying, stretching my hands. And I don't know what happened my voice was taken over and I found myself singing (laughs) in a language that I don't understand. I didn't know what that was. I was told this is what's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that is a little bit of my story and it has been an amazing journey. Knowing God, obeying his word, being filled by the Holy Spirit, which I still continue to do. After 60 something years, I am now 78. I am rejuvenated to go another 60 years to 120. So, when we speak about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this church, it is not a a denominational experience, it is a gift God has given to his body so that we be strengthened and refreshed. And repeat the same story that the apostles have done. Thanks. Amen. Um,
0: yeah, that's, that's good. Gashi uh, your story was a little bit different. But it's interesting, it's about the same time, same season, when the Lord started to just visit you. Uh, each in different pockets. It seems like it was just the time of the spirit for visitation. Yours. Why don't you share what happened with with you?
3: Well, this was back. I think I would say 1963. I was in 10th grade, high school. <laughs> I was in high school. I was a naughty, mischievous kid. Ooh. I won't. See, I won't tell you what it was, but I, you see. But the amazing thing is, this God is awesome. When did he choose us? Before the foundation of the world. How? In Christ. There's no other way he can choose us, right? But does he know that I was mischievous, naughty, and everything? Yes, he did. He knows he before time. I mean, he is always outside of time. He knows everything. Huh? Knowing that, he chose me. How? In Christ. Why? to be a witness for him, to be his kid, to show his glory through me. Through yellow, this mischievous nobody cares about? Yes. To confound the wise, to you know, the strong, he chooses the weak and the down the out, like me. Where did he choose Paul? Paul was against Jesus, he didn't care about him. He is persecuting Christians, getting them in jail. How, when did he choose him? He knows all that, right? When did Paul himself tells us in Galatians 1:15, he says, "He chose me from my mother's womb, he, knowing that he was going to go against him and all this." Oh, this God is amazing! Yeah. You see, our life is conditional. I mean, you know, if you take me to a cutthroat place, you know, I'll take you cut. Forget that. See, but God, while we were yet His enemies, Christ died for us. We are. <laughs> now, Jesus, I tell you, I, I, I just, I just say, my... Oh, <laughs> well, that in high school, I, we didn't have this. So, so what happened was three of us went to make fun of these guys. We said, wait, Ethiopia is a Christian. I come from a priestly home, just like my brother Bere. My grandfather was a, an amazing priest and he was given, awarded uh, one Gashamaret. I don't know how many acres or how many. One Gashamaret was given because of his voice. Because he, the, the prince, the Tege, liked his voice and in fact he was in Akaki, Mariam, and she wanted him back here in Oto, Mariam, Addis Ababa so she can go every week and listen to him. I can sing for you like uh, like his voices uh, are. Mutalna silni <laughs> yalem hulu <know>. gabri, <laughs> anem alfaram tel kunabri hallelujah. Jesus, praise God. So, so uh, you're taking my time. So, to be, so, so, what happened was, so my two other friends, uh, his name is Solomon and Tamaskan, we went to this little chapel to make fun of these guys. We said, Ethiopia is an Orthodox, I mean, Christians for thousands of years. Who are these guys coming and telling us? Forget it. Let's go and make fun of them. So we went there and we sit in the back and we laugh and they didn't, you know, they were just gracious. They know we're a bunch of crabs and they didn't care. They didn't, you know. So we just kept going but then Tamaskan was struck. The Lord, the Holy Spirit has touched him. So he said, he went to Solomon and he said, let's follow Jesus. And Solomon said, "Uh, well, uh, unless he also decide that, I won't. So they come and ask me and they said, hey, (laughs) we're going to stop all the fun things. You know all the fun things we did? To people, making fun of them, you know, being crooks. I tell you, (laughs) when I look back, I'm not kidding when I tell you this. It's just terrible. But then, I think later on, I was also, you see, because we've been chosen from the foundation of the world. Don't forget. So, all three of us, accepted my jesus we became believers and and then and then something happened now we're just new we 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 don't know much of the word the bible i mean we but anytime i get something in the bible i say solomon did you see this the holy spirit was working in us you know nobody is teaching us we have nobody but the lord the holy spirit it's better jesus said it's better if i go when I go, the Holy Spirit will come and he will teach you. He will guide you into all truth and you will know the truth and you will be set free. I says why? Well, the Holy Spirit is there. Hallelujah. So, so what happened was uh, another brother from Harar where Beta, Zaleka, Asafa, uh, Getacho, they're all in Harar, teacher training and institute. So Zaleka is from our town, from Nazareth, Adama. He's from there. So summertime, he came. And then he saw me, he saw us. He was a crook like us, we know him. Crooks and crooks, we know each other, huh? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so he said, uh, he said, what happened? Well, we found Jesus. Me too. Oh, this is wonderful. Have you received the Holy Spirit? What's, how do you get it? Bring it. <laughs> we don't know, I mean. <laughs> so. Then what happened was, he said, well, let Kabada, Kabada is another guy. Look how the full gospel church started. I'm telling you, this is how it started. See how the Holy Spirit did? Bunch of (coughs) just, (laughs) the Lord is no respecter of persons, my my brothers. He chooses the down, the out, you know, and he lives. He wants to show his son, his glory, not my glory. You see, when, when I hear about people, you know, uh, becoming, lifting their chest out like this, he says, no, let me, I'm, this, I'm pastor Yalo. Let me pray. I mean, no, 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 no. Look, Jesus, Jesus, he came like, look, say, come and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly. Look, he came and washed the feet of the disciples, my Jesus, you know, learn of me. Let's get yoked together. You know, I'm humble. So. You know, now the Lord helped me. I said, Lord, let me wash the feet of your people. I asked him. Because that's what he wants us. So anyway, what happened was we got the power. The Kabbalah came to us from Addis. Look now, Harar, Nazareth, and Addis are connecting now. See the Holy Spirit, how he works? We didn't know each other. We didn't know what happened there. But look what the Holy Spirit did. This is how the story I'm telling you about the... Full gospel church in Ethiopia. So then, then Kabada came because Kabada and Malesa Wagu, you know these guys? I'm mentioning them to you. These are our brothers, our dear brothers. Hallelujah. And so Kabada came and then he says, Okay, pray. He said to him, we, we have a little canvas uh, bed. I don't know. We, we have an small chapel. He's going to re- sleep in the other room when he gets tired. He says, Continue praying. And then towards the mornings, we started singing in a different language. I said, whoa, the mind is not using that. The mind is out. The Holy Spirit is taking over. Because that's what the Lord wants. You see, when you start to direct the Holy Spirit and He says, I, me, mine, then you are blocking the work of the Holy Spirit. What does He want? A broken vessel. Just says, Lord, here I am. Whatever you want to do. That's what He wants. So we are just completely, I mean, filled. We're in heaven, man. We went to the third heaven. We're just amazing. The power, the power, the Holy Spirit's power is just the same today. Just the same. So amazing. So what happened? So, so, hey, you're taking my time, man. So you will clap at the end, okay? Please. For all of us, I mean, don't. You're trying to get me, you know, pride. You know, that's a dangerous thing. You know, I don't want... So don't just wait and then we'll, you will clap for all of us at the end. <laughs> Praise God. So, so now, you see, so now what was connected? We got the power. You see, Addis, you know, Kabede is in Mercato, in Addis, and he is more versed. He understands the work of the Holy Spirit. They have been taught. You see how the Lord... And then now three, Harar, Nazareth, Addis, connected. So we had our first conference in July 1966 in Addis, near Nazareth school in the chapel. This is, they sleep in, the brothers sleep in the rooms, but there is a a, living room. It's a meeting place. And and then we had our first conference. Oh, I, I know I have the picture. I have a picture at home. I didn't bring it. I would have shown you my brother Beta and the, all these other brothers. Oh, I tell you, I think of them, I miss them, I just love them. Some of them have gone to be with the Lord. Gitachos, gay, Asifa, huh? you know, ta- tari- uh, Tamru, oh, dr- 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 I, I we just, Kabede. Oh, there's about 40, I would say, 40 or more, they're gone to be with the Lord. And in fact, guy you know, my, my brother, Always in the morning. We don't have like a set schedule like today. When you have a song to sing, you go on Sunday morning. We practice while we eat breakfast. Say, let's sing uh, some songs today in church. And then a guy and I, you know, I, we sing. So we practice in the morning. And then we go to the song leader, I mean the person. She says, hey, we have a song to sing. But now Sagishi like, is like, just... Um, <laughs> You. you know, we used to go to Beta's place, Beta and Sophie. I mean, I was not married at the time. That is a long story, so I don't want to. I should. I should stay down. <laughs> so what happened was, you see, now we made we had our conference, and then we said, okay, what should we call ourselves? Because now some of our brothers was also sent to prison. There is a big Mac came one time in the chapel, and they were loading up. Badru and I, another brother, Badru. Badru Hussein, he's also my brother. And we're going to church. You know, you know the Rasma Mekon and going to Nazareth school? That's where our chapel is. So as we were going, they were loading up people on, the, on a Mac, on a, uh, on a truck. They were taking them from the church, from the chapel, into in, to jail. So me and Badru said, oh, okay, we just continued going. We, didn't, we were planning to go up. We just continue, and I was working in Arad Kilo at the university in the, in the observatory. So we went there and started calling other assemblies, other gatherings to disperse because we told them that they are arresting people. You know, young, so anyway, but the point was, so we said, who should, what should we call our name? Who should, because they were being asked by the security people, CID is called at the time, Criminal Investigation Department, police. Uh, We were supposed to say, who are these guys? And the Orthodox priests and they were questioning, who are these guys taking away our kids? Because high school kids, uh, colleges, I mean, the move of the Holy Spirit was just amazingly moving in the churches. I mean, so we said, well, other churches did not accept the work of the Holy Spirit. They said the time, uh, the Holy Spirit worked then at the time during the disciples, not now. We said, why? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if they needed that, they had the Holy Spirit. He, he, after his resurrection, he breathed into them and he says, now you have received the Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit, but why did he ask them again to, to wait until they, so we he says, hey, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. No, we, Jesus is the same, so we'll call ourselves the full gospel church. We don't leave anything out. We take the whole word, the whole Bible. That is why we call ourselves the Full Gospel Church. Now we look at him, started with those kids, now it's like maybe what, 15 million or so, maybe? All over the place, Full Gospel Church. Jesus, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. I better
0: stop, I better stop. <laughs> One thing we decided to do in the earlier service is to have a uh, part two next week. But uh, the only person from the earlier service too that did not get to talk, and I know I'll be in trouble uh, later on if I don't let her talk, is Emma. No, 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 but this is a funny story. I want you, because uh, in the presence of the two, uh, um, how Emma got filled with the Holy Ghost. Eh? Can you share that story? Uh, Because it's uh, very funny.
4: Before I go there, let me say, this was a revival that started in 19... uh, 63, 64, 65. Uh, this was, uh, the revival started with young people. Teenagers, literally. I think two people that I know were over 20. Asafa and Haile. I think the rest were all teenagers. I joined them later. My, my, my uncle was attorney general at that time. Gosh, he sat on his beautiful car all the time. Anyway. (laughs) So it was so big every day. The media will talk about this movement as a warning. They say there is this movement that has started in the country. It's among young people. Protect your children from connecting with them, from going there every day. That was advertisement that God used to really like a fire. Take, took this movement all over the nation. It started in uh, Harar and Nazareth at the same time, and also uh, Addis Ababa and Maglay, Asmara. the same time, young people like fire. News media has recorded the whole movement, news magazine, because it was Newsweek and Newsma- Newsweek and News magazine, because it was so powerful movement. It shook literally the whole nation. So my story, I grew up also in uh, Orthodox believers. My, gran, my, gra, my, great, my grandfather was a high priest in Orthodox Church. We all grew with Ethiopian Orthodox tradition. Uh, I have 17 uncles and aunties. So they all send their children every summer, every holiday. We grew up there uh, praying and taking Holy Communion in Orthodox. Church. Very strict. But I have a desire and a hunger for God Like, I can't explain it. I love God. I didn't know how to do it the right way, but uh, I love God in the Ethiopian Orthodox. So so my father was concerned that I go early in the morning in Orthodox Church and he will send somebody to follow me. And then I want to fast this uh, Easter fast for three days, not eating. He will beg me. So he was scared that I will be affected physically by fasting like that. So one day, A legacy that my father, I love my father and he loved me so much. I can't forget it. He gave me a big red Bible and said, Sophie, I see you you have a spiritual uh, tendency. So I don't want you to follow people or priests. Please read this book. It will lead you into all truth. So he opened it in, uh, I I was so uh, amazed, the earlier couple, they are not here now. He was saying how Isaiah 53 changed him. For me too, Isaiah 53, he opened and he gave me that Bible. I started reading Isaiah 53, the suffering of Christ. With tears, with tears all the time. I don't understand anything, but I will just cry. Oh, Jesus suffered like this for me? And cry and cry and cry. So the page was dry when I opened the Bible. All the time it opens to that page. So, growing like this, I heard about this revival. We were in a girls' hostel together. Actually, Prince Sophia and the board started that uh, uh, nursing, uh, I mean, uh, girls' hostel. The reason I went, it was for province students who, can, who come to, Ethiopia, to Addis, uh, and then they don't have a family, so let's pre- provide this, so we pay. And we were living in that hostel. Uh, that's where Sophie and me met. And when I I went there, I can I have families in Ethiopia. It's not just because I didn't have a place to go in Addis, but I was I was seeing the students who come from hostel. They have fun. They live together. They eat together. They laugh all the time. I said, "My I told my my dad, I will die unless you put me in this hostel." So he allowed me, I went there. The first night I met Sophie, who is a great friend, and my mise, bridesmith. (laughs) So, uh, over there, when we were living there, one summer, I heard about this young people's movement. Oh, university students. They are this, they are on fire. Fire for what? For God, let's go and see it. So I went. The first time I went, I will not go to the details. I didn't, I I actually, I fought with the girl who invited us. We were nine of them there. We didn't feel like we fit there. You know, this is not a type of place for us. But the second time, the second time I went is for the summer, me some of the girls, why don't, instead of going to our families, why don't you stay here and then find some kind of work experience. You know, We don't know where we got it from. So we stayed in that hotel that summer and so we happened to go there, to this chapel. I remember that day, Yalo and the group from Nazareth, they were in the conference. They have come, literally fire, honestly, was coming out of their mouths. They were singing. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. A fire, literally fire. I saw, can you see love? I saw love coming, God's love just coming and touching all of us. I remember deciding. I don't know what it means to accept Christ or anything. I decided, I said, if this is, this is God who would make these young people so love him on fire like this. I want to live and die for you, dear God. The same power that touched him, please let it touch me. So from that, uh, we went to another experience with Sophie. What she said is true. Then, out of hunger, shall I continue with it? Okay, totally. So in the hostel, I actually, I was touched one Sunday. The next Sunday, I started gathering in the hostel, some girls, and then telling them exactly what I heard. I became a leader overnight and then I would start teaching the same thing I heard and then I told them let's fast for one month nobody told me I just created it for one month let's fast clean ourselves for the Holy Spirit to come into our life so we start fasting praying repenting like the girls will cry you know when they pass we go and fall down on their knees forgive me I was thinking evil about you please forgive me cleansing ourselves on the road, some thought passed, forgive me, please. Forgive me, forgive me, cleansing for the Holy Spirit. For the whole month, four days before the conference, she comes. So, Sophie, I heard you guys are praying uh, uh, for the Holy Spirit. I said, yes, 24, 26 days already. So four days to go, we have appointments for the elders to come and lay hands on us. And she said, I'm taking your talk. You want to say it or shall I finish it? So I, she said, she said, please let me try. I said, you can't try. I mean, this is twenty-six days we have been cleansed. You are coming four days before. You know, you, it doesn't work for you. I don't want you to be disappointed. We are ready to receive the Holy Spirit. You are late. Four days, no way. And then she will not stop. She said, Sophie, let me try. Let me me try. Allow me to come and pray for you. The the, the four days left. Let me pray. Please allow me. I said, Okay, you can try. But don't be disappointed if you don't get it. I'm warning her. (laughs) So we went. From morning, we were fasting, no food. And then what amazed me is when I first sat down, they were telling us, actually, telling us not to prepare by faith. Preparing us the other way. If you don't get filled with the Holy Spirit, don't be disappointed. You may not receive the Holy Spirit, don't be disappointed. So and so did not receive the Holy Spirit. He was rolling from Kabbalah, uh, was rolling on uh, rough, you know, uh, like thorny places. and It's not like that. Don't be disappointed. You may not receive. And on and on and on, and you take turns. I saw a vision of Christ. Walking, I, saw, I thought everybody have seen him. I saw him coming and just touching me like this, on my side. I was just filled with something glorious. I want the people to stop talking about the preparing, preparation. I want to kneel and pray and pray. Come on, please stop. They keep on preparing us, preparing us. Then we went to prayer. Immediately, I don't know, three, four minutes, not even five, maybe half an hour, we were praying. I hear this melody singing in the spirit. It's so beautiful, like, marakalala, like something like this. I know she doesn't have a voice to sing. No. So every time she wants to sing something, she asks me, right? So Sophie, please sing this for me. Look, God is good. He gave her a singer, her husband. <laughs> he, she doesn't know how to sing and worship with the song. She begs all the time. Can you sing this for me, please? Can you sing this? For me? That day, when I heard this beautiful, you know, like beautiful, it's just, who can this be? I have to come out from my prayer and look around. I see. it was her. Stretching her hands. Praying in the spirit. Who came late. <laughs> very late. She didn't clean herself like us. I mean, I say, what? <laughs> our God. It's not our work. It's his grace. Give him praise for his grace. Then, Six, uh, so we went around morning. It was six o'clock already. I mean, we have been praying for hours and hours. I felt it was not even half an hour. So they say, "Come on, let's finish now and go home." In the hostel, six o'clock past will be punished. I mean, we, maybe we'll re- wash dishes for a week or something. It's very serious. Six will have to be there. Now it's late. They are begging me, Sophie, please go. I say, "No, we are not going." The rest she will finish.
2: That's all true. Always I was asking to sing for me. And whenever I start singing, she said, is that a new song? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, I'm singing, oh, doesn't look like. Also, <laughs> she's not the only one, also another friend. They said, please, you know, you are uh, you are hurting our ears. Just, then the, everybody was dis- discouraging me to sing. Well, there was one girl, she's so sweet, she said, Sophie, is that the new song? <laughs> That's the same, no, 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 I'm singing, you know, the same thing, you oh, okay. But if this one, since I just, you Tantara get it. Yeah, then that saying makes me pray to have a single husband. So praise God, God is good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. She said it all. That's where we met Jesus Christ. He's very faithful. Uh, he kept us this far, and then he will continue whenever he still he's gonna call us. And then about it's about sixty years since we know each other. Uh, when we met, we were in our teenage, we're t- teenagers. So we really blessed, we saw so many things, so many blessings. Um, our kids, God is faithful. You know, all of them are in his house and uh, we're serving the Lord. And uh, really uh, to say about Sophie, I have never seen Sophie say up and down. She changes, She changes all the time she's like that in, in her life. She's always, somebody complained or what she just prayed. Let's pray. That's what she said. So I amazed God's grace on her. Yeah, when something happened, I will just, you know, Sophie, this is okay, Sophie, why we don't let's pray, let's let's pray. She never asked for prayer to someone. I have never heard. But we just pray for each other. And then our brother came along. And as, as you know, she left me for him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, God is good, really. God is gracious. No one can explain what, uh, who he is. So that's the only thing I said because she took my, all my. Praise <laughs> the <No>, <good. laughs> Yeah.
0: We went over, but it's worth it. Next week will be part two. Especially young people, I think we wanted you to not miss something like this. Because we do really have a treasure. Amen. Amen. Did you enjoy our guests today? Uh, I just want them to bless us uh, in the name of the Lord. Bless uh, uh, this this. Jesus to the future. That's the greatest legacy, I think, for them to give and for us to receive. Amen. And uh, uh, I'm just maybe Abba, if you can just uh, pray blessing over everybody. Why don't we all stand and uh, just receive from the Lord this time.
1: Okay. Uh, this is... Uh, A story to be told and a story to be passed on. And uh, it's really, I've seen God being so faithful. Uh, We had our first child at a hospital called Gandhi Hospital. And uh, we were praying in the nurse's quarter, and I was told that a baby boy has arrived. So I ran with my Bible, put my Bible on his forehead and I said, I set you apart for the Lord. That is this boy that is here today. Now, my pastor and our pastor, just want to encourage you, that which you commit to the Lord, it will always stay around speaking louder. Louder and wiser to the generation. So I'm going to just pray for you. This this is a a living story. We're not creating narratives. This is just what really actually God did in this nation through the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Peter said, this gift that you hear is to you, to your children's, to your children's children, and to all all those people whom our God has called. So don't make it an exclusive thing for us here. It is to you, to your children, to your children's children. Through this power, revival, I have seen this nation being transformed. Uh, Amazing. I wait to see now. What God has in store. Yes in our lives. But through your life. Your children's life. Your children's children's life. Can we lift up our hands. And receive the blessings of the Lord. Father. I thank you so much. That you are a God. Who is alive. You are a God. Who still transforms lives. You're a God who empowers people by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that the stories we've heard, that the testimonies we have shared will ignite and spark hope and inspiration, confidence and faith so that in the days to come, the fire of the Lord will spread not only in Ethiopia but across Africa across the whole continent, nations and languages and people would be touched by your power and we would become living testimonies of the living God. The Lord bless you. The Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord bless you to be channels of blessing. The Lord bless you. With wisdom and understanding, and a hunger and a thirst for the power of God. So that the generations to come will emulate the testimony you leave behind, so that all of us standing together will see the glorious appearance of Jesus Christ on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people say, Amen. Give Him praise.
0: Um, God, God bless you. Just a uh, thought as you're leaving, we told the earlier service, there's uh, three couples that were here with us earlier. All of them are still in ministry, doing ministry. So we're not just going to honor with mouth. We're going to bless them with a gift. So if you want to do it electronically, just make a note uh, that it's going to for fathers and mothers. Uh, and they'll make sure that we set that aside and divide it among them. And we'll also remind you of that next week. So uh, let's bless them properly. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you.